According to Caesar Sportsbook, Dallas has the third best odds to win the Super Bowl in the NFC at plus 1,500. They have a slight edge over Detroit, whose odds are set at plus 1,600. Detroit was 22 to 1 to win it all the beginning of the season. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, Stephen A., who's a better chance to win the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions or your Dallas Cowboys? I'm going to have to say the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys. Now, in no way am I saying the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the damn Super Bowl. I'm certainly not saying that. I'm just saying they got a better chance of pulling it off than the Detroit Lions at this particular moment in time. Because I think that the Detroit Lions are relatively youthful. I'm not, I've never been sold on Jared Goff, even though I'll give him credit where credit is due. But the rest of their squad, even Dan Campbell, is young as a coach. I love the job that he has done. I love the metamorphosis that has taken place within their culture. I give them a lot of credit for that. I see God. They got a defense now. I get that. And they got some ballers. But I do think youth comes into play, particularly when you're going up against a Dan Quinn-led defense, when you're sitting there and you're looking at Dallas's defense and what it brings to the table, the level of competition that's sifting through the NFC in San Francisco with Philadelphia as well. Dallas is more familiar with San Francisco. Philadelphia is more uh, – uh, Dallas is more familiar with Philadelphia, obviously. Detroit, not necessarily so. So it's not about Dallas and Detroit going heads up because I think Detroit can beat them. I'm saying that when you look at the personnel on both sides of the ball, when you look at the personnel throughout the NFC Conference, thinking about Philly and San Francisco being an impediment to anybody else's success, I think Dallas would have a better chance against those teams than Detroit would in a playoff game, not regular season. That's where I'm coming from with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go say that Detroit does, and I'm going to say it really from just a mathematical standpoint. If Detroit wins the division, make the playoffs, which they should do, they'll be a three seed. If Dallas doesn't win the division, which I don't think they will, they're a five seed. What's the three seed mean to the five seed? Three seed gets a home playoff game against yeah. the worst team, and the that. five seed's on the road. Yeah, right. So they get a playoff game at home. Dallas gets a playoff game on the road. Now, listen, Dallas is going to win the NFC South game, but still, they get a home playoff game and Dallas doesn't. Number two, Detroit doesn't have any scar tissue. Okay. Dallas has scar tissue. Can't beat the 49ers. Prescott in a playoff game. They never beat Philly. Not going to have won the division. Detroit's going to be fresh and uh, fresh as a daisy going into the playoffs. Nothing to lose. What a great year. Just in the playoffs is a tremendous win for the franchise. So they will be loosey-goosey, and the Cowboys will be tight, I would think, trying to prove that finally this is the year they get to a championship game and or a Super Bowl. So I think Detroit, for those two reasons, no score tissue, get a home playoff game if they win a the division. I think they have better odds than Dallas does. Go ahead. Go ahead, Swaggle. I, I, I believe, I'm, I'm with Mad Dog with the Lions, and think about, Stephen A., I understand what you're saying about, I, I guess the experience is what you were leaning at, but you think about this Detroit team now. They went to Lambeau and beat Green Bay and knocked them out of the playoffs and had nothing to play for. Outplayed them. First week of the season, they went and beat Kansas City in KC. That's still a big deal. I know it's week one, and I know who was out of the game, but for a team that's trying to establish themselves, when the team is under, like, Low man, you got to go out and win that game. The other thing is, do from a football context, like this Detroit Lions team, one, they're healthier. We don't know what Dallas offensive line is going to be week in and week out. Also, Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. Let's not forget that. He's been there before. 
We've seen him play at a very high level. He played at a very high level last year. I think this skill position group, especially getting Jamison Williams back, Laporta is looking like one of them young stud tight ends. Amora St. Brown was actually injured, and they still were able to get a win. This Detroit Lions team is for real now. This ain't this. This is no longer about talking about they're they're going to be good or you know watch out for the Lions. Teams better start taking them seriously, and I think they are because when you play Detroit, you in for a dogfight, and they play any type of football you want to play. If you want to play a physical game. They will run it. They will play defense at a very high level. They got, a, I think, a young, budding, prolific edge rusher in Aiden Hutchinson. But this team is complete now. Now, they're, they're as good as you can get when it comes to assembling talent, letting it grow, letting it age, and becoming what they are right now. I, want to chime I would take the lines. Hold on for a second, guys. I want to say this. I get where y'all are coming from, and the scar tissue point is definitely on point, along with the fact that they'd be division winners as opposed to a wild card like Dallas would be because they ain't beating the Eagles for the NFC East crown. But I will say this to you. Since week nine of last year, the Lions do have the third-best record, tied with the Eagles for the third-best record in the National Football League. Only the 49ers are 14-0 and the Chiefs are 13-2 have a better record, okay? I get that part. But these Lions, yo, y'all, they got one playoff victory since 1957. 1957. Now, I understand that has nothing to do with these guys in a lot of people's eyes, but Swaggle, you know this better than me and Doggy because you were on the field. When you are experiencing an, an, an entirely new and foreign environment to yourself, and that environment is playoff football, I'm sorry. I got to look at you uh, going up against a quality team like a San Francisco, a quality team like the Philadelphia Eagles who were just in the Super Bowl, and I got to say to myself, you getting to the playoffs, having won playoff victory since 1957, you haven't won a playoff victory in 30 years, do you have any idea how big that moment is going to be when they finally get to the postseason and you're supposed to be somebody that's been there? I just find that hard. I, just, I don't feel like the history matters at all. As far as this team, it's a new team, it's a new coach, it's a new day. Yes, you could argue they, they don't have the playoff experience recently, okay. but the history doesn't Well, matter. I will tell you this. Sitting courtside or sitting, uh, uh, sitting on, uh, standing on the field or sitting in the press box or being in locker rooms, not to say you haven't been because I know you have, but doing this stuff for the last 30 years, I can tell you that players, including people like Swagoo, have highlighted for me how the moment matters. You yourself, I've been listening yeah. to you doing radio since 1987. Okay, I have ne- there is not a year that has gone by where you have not brought up experience and the fact that when you are a puppy going up against pit bulls who have been there, who have been through the ru- through the rigor. That that factors in. I'm saying, when we talk a regular season, that's just a game. When you're talking one and done, you win or you go home. The Detroit Lions have not been there. And I pay attention to that. Now, Jared Goff's been to the Super Bowl, and I got that. And that's very, very important. Fair Stephen enough. We, Stephen Where everybody they, else they, they, they essentially played a playoff game last year, bro. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. Green Bay but going to Lambo no. and, and knocking Green Bay out. You know why I say no? You know why I say no to that swag? You know why I say no to that? Because before the game, it was revealed that Detroit 
couldn't go to the postseason. I forgot what the I think Rams, Seattle Rams lost. The, the Rams, Rams lost. And beat Seattle. The Rams beat Seattle. So they lost. They lost to Seattle, right? Seattle got in. So they lost to Seattle. And Seattle got in. So it was, but it was a foregone conclusion. It was a foregone conclusion. If they had, if they weren't right. playing, we gotta wonder how tight they would have been. Is what I'm saying. But but does that nothing not, to lose? But does that not speak to the? Does that not speak to the mentality of this team? Look, I'm a respect what Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn has done. Two players that played in this league for a long time. They've built they've built this the right way. And I get what you're saying about the experience and getting into the playoffs and having to deal with all of the things that come with that. That's very understandable. But you sit on this show, and I've sat on this show with you year after year and talked about Dallas ain't going nowhere. You've said that. <laughs> and and who should be more ready for the moment? <laughs> Outside of Dallas being in the playoffs for these recent years, I think there is something green about Detroit and them just playing football and not worrying about all of the things that's going on that would actually help this team more than it would Dallas in a playoff situation. Dougie, I think Detroit could beat Dallas. What I'm saying is I think Dallas would have a better chance beating San Francisco or Philly in a playoff environment. Because they're used to it. They played them a lot, everything else. And by the way, can I say this? Am I, can I, give them a little, can I have a little fun? Sure. 57. <laughs> you ready for this? 1957, 1957. This is funny. In, that's the last time the Lions won a championship. That's right. You know, they had to play a playoff game against San Francisco to play for the title. They were down 27 nothing at the half. They won the game 31-27. Who did they beat in the championship game? Cleveland. Mm. Jim Brown's first. Wow. You know what the final score was? What? 59 to 14, Lions. Wow. wow. Mm. Okay. How about that? Right. You was there too, huh? You were I there, wasn't man. There. I wasn't there. The, Lions, I the Lions and Cowboys play December 30th on Monday night. Where? That's yeah, a Monday game. night game, December yeah. 30th. Yeah. Where? Where? Yeah. It's Where? in Dallas. It's in Dallas? It's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. It was, yeah, okay. Right. That's a good, a good game. game. Yeah. That's a good, a good game. game. I'm telling you, ESPN. that's the one thing that I, I that's the one thing I got to talk to the bosses about. I want to do a first take show <sighs> from the parking lot of AT&T Stadium during a tailgate party. Oh, man. Leading into a Dallas Cowboys game. Well, that's the game, game to do it. It's a Monday night. That's home. what I want to do. Yeah, that's the game it's to do. Special. That's the game. Now, I, 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 I want to show up in front of Dallas Cowboys fans. That's what's what the date on it? December 30th? That's yeah. what I want to do. The day after, it's December a week 30th? after Christmas, right? Yeah, that's the oh, day. As long as it's not New Year's Eve. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm Dallas got a Dallas got a, Dallas got a tough <laughs> Dallas got a tough schedule coming up here, man. Stevie in the front row? No, no, never. Nine hours? Never. Yeah, that's the game to do with Stevie. That's the game. You should go down there. Yeah. Maybe I'll come. I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'll invite you to do that. Oh, yeah. I'll invite you to do that. <laughs> hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. 
Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Quick take. Let's go. The Dodgers currently on the verge of elimination down 0-2 to the Diamondbacks. Game 3 tonight in Arizona. Mad Dog. How do you see this playing out? Well, here's another stat. I gave you the one about the American Geese. Do you know the five best teams record-wise in the postseason this year have won one playoff game? Wow. Milwaukee lost. The Orioles lost. Tampa lost. The Dodgers haven't won a game yet. And the Braves named the miracle to beat the Phillies. Yes. So they've won one game, the five best records. Nobody could have predicted this. Arizona only won 84 games. The Dodgers kill them every year. Yeah. The Dodger pitching has been so bad. Right. Kershaw got, got one out. Yeah, Kershaw got one out, got back. This is what they do. I don't know. Listen, I don't know about him. Postseason, he is not oh, going to He's terrible. He's terrible. And on top of it all, you know what? I, I think that Southern California heat gets to him once again when, 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 when the season wanes. He gets in the postseason because they leave him on the mound too much during the regular season. This year That's they didn't because he was they did it this year. 30, he has got a, here's a stat about Kershaw. His regular season career ERA is 2.49. You know what it is in the postseason? 4.49. And he's made 32 starts, not just five or six starts. Not good. Anyway, I don't rule the Dodgers out. That will be a lot of Dodger fans in Arizona tonight. The Diamondbacks are not pitching a great pitcher. Cool. I think the Dodgers can bounce back okay. and still win the series. They're not going to, but I hate Speaking of L.A., to the NBA we go. The Lakers, fresh off an appearance in the Western Conference Finals, also signed Anthony Davis to the richest annual contract extension in NBA history this summer, averaging $62 million a season. Coach Ham, what would you like to see from A.D.? I request to see uh, six three-point attempts a game, and so three per half at least. Um, and I just, I wouldn't put that on him if I didn't think he was capable. He's more than capable, and I just think once he calibrates his mind to have that focus, he'll do it. And amongst all the other things, the great things that he does. There she is, looking stunning as usual. Hello, Monica. Hi, Molly. How we doing? Good to see you. Excited to talk a little NBA. I'm going to get to you in just a second. Uh, Stephen A., should AD be taking more threes? You heard Darvin Ham. Hell no. Look, man, <laughs> I am a fan of Darvin Ham. Love him. Love the job he's done as a coach with the Lakers. Um, obviously, Rob Palenka has done a hell of a job turning that franchise around right before the trading deadline. But when you go to Anthony Davis, Eminem, Monica, Yo, check this out. Anthony Davis, career three-point percentage of 30% mm-hmm. is the third worst amongst active players with a minimum of 1,000 attempts. Only the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo and DeMar DeRozan, who barely, if ever, attempt threes, are worse. And you encouraging this man to shoot six a game? 
Come on, coach. Come on. No, no, no. I'm not going to side with Darvin Ham on that. And oh, by the way, Anthony Davis also has the 12th worst three-point percentage. 12th worst three-point percentage in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Why are you encouraging him to shoot more threes? Last but not least, that brother went healthy, and he brings his A game is a top seven player on the planet. When healthy and brings A game. When healthy and brings his A game. Anthony Davis is a top seven player on the planet Earth. The brother is that big time. He's that sensational because he's got post moves. He can score on the inside. He doesn't need to shoot threes. As far as I'm concerned, encouraging him to shoot threes is encouraging him to stay away from being the big boy and playing a big man's game which is going to be hazardous to the success of the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't like this at all, Eminem. I don't like that suggestion by Darvin Ham at all. Mm, hazardous is a, is a strong hazardous. word choice. Yeah. Um, okay, I hear where you're coming from, and I kind of knew that's where you were going to go. I would just like to submit, submit excuse me, this case study to you. One, Brooke Lopez, prior to 2016-17, had never shot above 14% from three in his career. You go 16, 17 and beyond, he's comfortable in the 30s, career 35%, three-point shooter, sort of, kind of, 34.6. We'll round it up, right? I think what Darvin is asking AD to do actually speaks more to a mentality in terms of understanding the importance of his role as a scorer and today's NBA. Just hear me out, Stephen A. If he manages to shoot, let's go... 32% this season from three, right? He will create space. Defenses will have to play him honestly or just by him being, as you mentioned, one of the top talents in the league at his best, he's probably going to wind up hitting a three or two that actually matter in terms of clutch play over the course of the season for this Lakers squad. And so to me, I think that this is two things. Challenging AD to prove that he can take those shots and make those shots. And then it's about the era of basketball that we now play in and which bigs do stretch the floor that way. That is ridiculous. The numbers don't lie about what You gave me Brooke Lopez numbers. I gave you Anthony Davis numbers. You gave me Brooke Lopez. I'm sorry. sorry, We talking about Brooke Lopez. We talking about Anthony Davis. We talking about the opportunity to grow. We talking about the opportunity to grow. The opportunity to grow. The man better than Lee for over a decade. Hey. So what you want him to do? Grow in the gray hair? Brooke, what are you talking about? He been around. Stats, what what you talking about? about? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It can happen. Go ahead, Doug. I think six is too, I, I think six is too many, too. I'm with yes, you. Yes, too many. Too many, too. I ain't telling them never to shoot a three, but six. How many did he shoot last year in the Golden State Series when he played tremendously? I don't recall. I got to look that up. I got to look that up. I'll find Because he played great in that series. He was the difference maker. I don't remember he him. He played great at times. That's where they won it in six games. Right. So overall, true. I mean, did he shoot six threes a game? I don't remember six threes no. a game in that series. He doesn't he, need threes. He doesn't need that many. So, uh, Monica, I understand new brand of basketball and everything else. I prefer him occasionally. Yeah, occasionally you know, three. Sure. I'm okay. Couple three is fine. But oh, finding out that he needs six, I don't like that either. That is no, not, not six. It's really, not that many. But go uh, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's not that many if you're playing for the Golden State Warriors. It's that much. It is many if you're playing yeah. for the Los Angeles okay. Lakers. During the playoffs, he averaged one a game. Oh. He only averaged one. one three a game in the playoffs? Yes. And now we're going to go to the six? That's yes. too many. That is too he's, many. Yeah, I think that's the conference actually, finals. He could tell, what you, well, so what's the number that works? Four? What's the number that Two. works in y'all mind? About half of that. 
I got to see the percentages first. Let's get, right. let's get to December and see what the percentages look like, and then we can evaluate how many. How about okay. being dominant? You're, you're one of the most dominant players in the game. Dominate on Steve the Nate, inside. You they know can't this. stop him. Now, you know this. If he winds up shooting the three at a decent clip, it's only going to create more space. I just don't understand why you're not acting like this doesn't potentially Because I watched the brother shoot 18% from three. I, I agree. He's going to have to improve. If Mark it was somebody improve. else that was shooting 18% from three, Monica McNutt would be telling him, don't shoot the ball. I would say don't shoot the damn ball, but you being PC, being guarded on FCC Airways, uh-uh. you would use a different lingo, but it would be the same meaning. You would not be telling them to shoot. Except, you know this. Except if their head coach was willing to scheme and prepare for those long def- offensive oh, rebounds. stop it. You've seen, I've seen you plenty of times tell people, why is the coach scheming this way? He obviously can't shoot, but Anthony Davis, we gonna throw that out the window. Look, bro, I'm, I mean, look, 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 Anthony Davis is all world. Top seven player on the planet when healthy and bringing his A game. His sporadicness, his inconsistent play is the knock against him. But the other element is his three-point shooting. He makes them on occasion. On far too many more occasions, he does not. You don't encourage somebody like that to shoot three times as many threes as he's already been shooting. Hell no. No, coach. I disagree. I disagree on this, Coach Darvinham. I'm sorry. I do. I mean, top seven's a little high. Right. No, I say healthy with his eight game. Still a little high. Only right, under let's those conditions. On. Okay. A little high. Let's get to Zion. So Zion played high. for over 15 minutes last night for the Pelicans. Stephen A., is it a mistake to play Zion in the preseason considering his history? Hell to the yes. It is. I mean, the man-child that he is, I mean, the way his history has been, he might slip on a Snickers. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about his health every time he's on the court. Now let's get, let's get some numbers here. Games on the injured list by season, 2019-2020, 45 games, his toe and his knee. 2020-2021, 10 games, his finger and his toe. 2021-2022, all 82 games because of his foot. And last season, 50 games, hamstring, ankle, hip. So let me repeat that. Toe, knee, finger, toe, foot, hamstring, ankle, hip. I mean, damn. I'm sorry. I'm scared. I'm scared. Zion is a superstar in the making. The minute he on the court, he's a man child. He's a man amongst boys. You can see 90% of the league scared to take an offensive foul against him. And we we know why. That's a big brother right there. He's lost weight. He looks in shape. I like what I'm seeing. But I do get scared of him being on the court. Make sure you don't overwork him. Get just enough work in for him to break a sweat and stay in condition and then get him the hell out of there so he can be available for the games that count. Because if he's healthy, if he's healthy, the the New Orleans Pelicans could be in the conference finals. If he's healthy, they can do it. With that brother, yes, they can. Yes, they can. He's got to play there. Stephen A. He hasn't played in years. He's I got just, to play I just highlighted years. for that. He's well, there. He's got to play. I mean, you <laughs> no. can't sit and say, well, play him five minutes here. Let him play the preseason. My preseason. If it's due, if, well, I mean, okay. So, in other words, what difference does it make if it's a preseason or week eight or game eight against the uh, Kings? I mean, that he part. can get hurt anytime. We don't want any so, let him play. We don't want any excuses. We don't want any excuses. Let him play. We don't want to play. Don't want to play. Sooner or later, he's got to play. Let him play. Let it be later. When the games count. All right. Let it get to WNBA Finals. 
Preseason's supposed to be light. I agree with Mad Dog. You got to let him get a lather. He gets hurt. He gets, I just been hurt, saying, let him break a sweat, let him get some time and to maintain his conditioning and get him the hell out of there. If Those are my okay. words. Did y'all not hear me say that? Or you're not listening? First you said hell In the preseason? Why not? Oh, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Oh, he never played. He should have played more than 12 minutes a night in preseason. More than 12 minutes. How many minutes has he been playing? Well, he only got to figure it out. Are they keeping an eye on this? One game last night, I think he played. How many games? How many minutes? About 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, I think it was 15. About 15 minutes. Play more. No. He needs to play. Anything else? We have time. So does anyone have anything else they want to get off their chest concerning the NBA? I want to hear Monica's thoughts on the WNBA. That that was important. I do want to hear about Eminem. Go ahead. He's been covering it. Let's do it. Okay. Monica, game two WNBA finals tonight. Aces, Liberty. Who you got and why? All right, so based on this series history, the regular season finished tied. Of course, if you throw in the Commissioner's Cup, the edge goes to the Liberty. I think the Liberty bounced back in this one just in terms of what we've seen. However, they will bounce back if they find a way to play some defense because they frankly just, I don't know, decide to fall asleep, particularly in that second half as far as defense is concerned. John Quill Jones has to be a force to be reckoned with in the paint. That is to rebound offensively and defensively and to be a nightmare in terms of scoring inside for the Liberty in order to challenge the prolific size that Asia Wilson is operating with. Kia Stokes is a terrific defender for the Aces. And so all season long, these two head coaches, Becky Hammond for the Aces and Sandy Rondello for the Liberty, at points have both said it's not the offense. It's about how well we can defend. When I look at these two teams, it requires a little bit more focus from the Liberty to play the level of defense that's going to be required if they want to be the last team standing as opposed to the Aces. If they don't figure out how to defend, they'll be coming back to Brooklyn 0-2 as far as this series goes. Well, you watch it certainly significantly more than me. I wish I was in town. If I was in town, I was going to go to this game because I wanted to be at this game. But I got to tell you all something right now. Somebody has to step up and be a star because Asia Wilson is going to show up. Nate is going to show up. It's just it's like they made for this moment. The Liberty and Ionesco and Brianna Stewart, somebody got to step up and be that star among stars. In a series like this, we saw what the Liberty did against them during the regular season. I would say to them, listen, if you're a betting person, of course you should roll with the Aces. I picked the Liberty to win this series because I'm a native New Yorker and I'm just praying that somebody in New York will win something for me to celebrate. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when you think about Ionesco and you think about Stewart, you see them ladies on the Aces. They ain't playing around. They were waiting for this. They were down double digits in the first half. I scored them by 20 in the second half. They're just saying there's levels to this this time of year. And the Liberty's going to have to answer the call. You cannot do that in the sport of basketball until your stars show up and let the world know, yeah, we stars for On that, season. real quick, on that note, Stephen do. A, um, sorry, real quick, Mad Dog, I do want to get this in. There is a level that the Aces have gone to as the opportunity presents now to be the first back-to-back WNBA champion since 2001-2002. I listened to a podcast with the great Cheryl Swoops the other day, and she's actually had a conversation with Asia Wilson about what is required in order to do that, right? Didn't get into the details. That's a private conversation. But obviously the comments, her team were a team that won four times in the beginning years of the WNBA. They understand... They have been together, they understand the moment, and have the chemistry. Similar to what we see on the men's side, we are now questioning, is it add superstar, add water, and can it be championship? There's a lot of pressure on this Liberty organization as one of the charter franchises that has not won in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they came together in the course of this Mm offseason. I think they have an advantage in terms of their depth versus the Aces, but chemistry, to your point, Stephen A., and experience, Mm -hmm. you either got it or you don't. 
How about that? By the way, back to Zion for a quick second. On the injured list, 187 of a possible 308 regular season games. That is 61% of the time he has been on the injured list. Never plays. That's why you got to play in the preseason. Huh? Uh, it's 100%. He played in the preseason when he got hurt. Give him a little consistency, played- play some games. All right. Monica, keep doing your thing out there. We miss you. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. It's time to check in with our angriest of all the dogs. Really drive me freaking crazy. It's my favorite thing on television. And it went again because of that. He he was the He's always blaming somebody else. Seven, Shane Egg. Let me finish. What's the matter with that? Yeah, that is absurd. Where did he go? The score was the end of the game. Now, no one. What the? For crying out loud, play better football. That is going to be nuts. Oh, I'm going to get plenty of sex. Yes, shut I can't hear you, guys. Don't they took my headset off. It's not a smart play. I'm worried about your blood pressure. Stop balling me. I feel like I could host the segment today, but I'll give it to Dawes. He's much better at it. All right, time for our same favorite segment of the right, week, where it. you tell us why you're mad. All right, let's see if I can show a little enthusiasm. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> How about Texas A&M? Jimbo Fisher. You leave? They play Alabama on Saturday afternoon. CBS, of course, big game down in College Station. The game is tied, and then they're down by a touchdown. They're leading at the half, then it's tied, then they're down by a touchdown. Twice inside the Alabama 50 in the second half. Once on fourth and one, and then once on fourth and five, he punts. Now, hold on now. And the Alabama quarterback had been playing well. He punched the football. And then this quarterback, Moreau, goes crazy. And they lose the freaking game. And yes, I had AM. But the <laughs> fat guy in about. And they lose the game. He's putting the ball. Fourth and one. Sneak it and get the first down. Give yourself a chance. That is losing football. That is coaching without any guts. Jimbo, you're at home. The quarterback in Alabama's had a good game so far. Go for some first downs. Play to win. I can kill Crystal Ball. I can kill the Arizona coach. I can kill anybody. I'm killing him. Awful. Number one. Go ahead. 
I will not argue with Matt Dog today. I agree with you, but I don't think anybody was worse than Crystal Ball. That was yeah. terrible. But that, that was that horrible. Was, that was I'm piling on. That's why I didn't use it. I was, I was in Wait, attendance. Since I was in attendance you for that. Was, about piling was on. I didn't want to pile on, so I laid down. Where is Dog Water? Let's let's swag. Mad Dog has his water. Where's Mad Dog Water? I'll get my water in a minute. I got a long. I got a lot of them to do. Wagoo. That's one. Go ahead. Okay, all right, all right, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. We listen and we listen. I'm with go you. Ahead, that was great. Up. I'm with I'm with you. Oh, he's with me. Oh, he's with me. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Number two. <laughs> you know, I am so sick and tired of Kansas City getting every call known to man. Did we see the Super Bowl or not holding in the defensive backfield, which cost Philadelphia a chance to tie? I hated the call. And I know the league loves Mahomes and loves Andy Reid, and here's Taylor Swift. I know that. All right? Number two in the Jet game. Last week, we all know about Gardner. We all know about the hole that wasn't called on third and 20 when Mahomes ran for a first down. That is bad. And then Sunday against my buddy Cousins, it's just good luck. Here it is. The official picks up the stupid flag and sneak take. That's a penalty. That's the, that's the other one. You, you show me the wrong thing. That's the Jet one. I don't want to see that one. Show me the Minnesota one again. And then Steve, they solid gets picked off. You got the wrong one here. Show me the Minnesota one. Oh, my God. Come on, pay attention, Nikki. No, that's a penalty. That, and, then, and then he takes his helmet off, and they don't call a 15 order. That's an automatic 15 when you take the helmet off. They want to go make a phone call to the officials. We got to have Kansas City win. That is a joke. Ooh, not holding them back. Oh, that no. bothered me. Number two. Should have bothered you. Yeah. Should have bothered you. I agree water. with you. Though. I agree with you there, dog. Somebody and I agree with you. Water. Nikki, Somebody get it together. Get you got to have the right video. You got to have the right video. But you're right. You're right. You're right. Here, here's your water. You need. Am I right? Where's you need to go get yes. opinions. Yes, you're right. Yes. Swaggoo, you was a little bit slow with your opinions, man. You're disrupting this momentum. Speak up, Swaggoo. Speak no, up. I just don't want to. I, I, I just don't want to butt in while the man's still trying to recover from his soliloquy. <laughs> Listen, man, dog, I'm with you. I'm starting to see this on Twitter every week about Kansas <laughs> City getting so out of calls cold. that should be called. I can't. I'm with you, it. dog. I'm with you. He's I'm with you. It should. You should be back. All right, that's number two. Number, yeah. number three. Number three. I want you to put yourself in a situation where a little Stevie A, Stevie a. is a young kid. He's in Minnesota. He was all revved up to go to a day game today, a playoff game, when it's not that cold, at Target Field, when the Twins were playing game four against Houston. His daddy got the tickets. He could miss a day of school. It would be a perfect opportunity. So he goes to bed last night. His dad says, pats him on the head. <laughs> hey, we'll go have a little breakfast. We'll go to Target Field, have a little barbecue. We'll go in and we'll see if the Twins can Twins. stay alive against Houston. Down two games to one. He wakes up this morning. And he finds out the game is now at 7 o'clock at night. And he can't go because he's got an algebra quiz two days later. You see what baseball did? Baseball moved the twin game to 7 o'clock at night. Tonight, because the Orioles lost yesterday. So, in other words, poor little Stevie in Minneapolis, little eight-year-old kid. He loves Killer Brew and and Rod Carew. Look them up. You don't know who they are. Yes, I do. And because the Orioles lost to Texas, they moved the twin game to prime time and got the game off the 2 o'clock window. So 
when Stevie A went to sleep with his dad. Ready to watch the ball game today. He wakes up and that says we can't go. You got an algebra quiz today. You can't go to the game because now it's at night. I mean, how does baseball that five hours, ten hours before the next playoff game tell the Minnesota fan, hey, by the way, guys, I know we're supposed to be at one. We're going to move it to six because we got to make sure Fox gets taken care of with the primetime game. That I understand a couple days. You give them a little. You did it the night before at midnight once Texas won. That drove me nuts. Ooh. Number three. Wow. You know I'm all. Come on. Else. You're going to got sweat. You got to have a primetime game. You can't put the game on oh, in the afternoon and have oh. nothing available primetime. Oh, there's a way to. That's not good for the sport. There's a way to solve that problem. The what Orioles should have. The Orioles should have played a day game yesterday, and if they won, then play them at two o'clock today. But they put it at seven last night, and they put it on contingency if the Orioles got around. They could have had the Twins play yesterday at night, have the Orioles play at four, and if the Orioles won, they play at two the next day. And if they lose, you still got the Twins at seven. And they didn't do that, damn it! Okay, you're right. If Stevie A's Man, dad, I was thinking about the kids. Yeah, I'm thinking, thinking about, about you. Honestly, I'm thinking about the little guy. Forget the forget That is a good point. I'm thinking about the little guy in Minnesota, Kirby Puckett. I appreciate it. No, no. People like that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Kirby Puckett definitely. Rod Carew, I love that name that you brought yeah. up. Let me say this to you, though. There's a bigger problem. It gets cold that night in Minnesota. Minnesota is one of that weapon. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You don't want to be out in the cold. You agree with me on the point? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Number four. We're going to give you Ooh, we got bonus. a bonus. 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 The bonus. Bonus. Right. You know this. Denver, the Raiders, and the Giants have like 15 games combined in prime time from here on out. 15 games. Denver last year sunk. <laughs> the Raiders last year sunk. And the Giants, we all know they were a fraud team anyway last year. It was an easy schedule. They're on prime time all over the K, all over the place from this point on. And you can talk about flex all you want. But here's the image I want you to think about. Christmas Eve. When I got to deal with presents and church. <laughs> not church. Not church. Christmas Eve. I can bail out of church sometimes. Jeannie, I'm sorry. I, I got a huge wow. game. I can't. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what the Christmas like, Eve like game this, is? I don't like this rant. You know what the Christmas game is? When you want to sit there and watch a football, <laughs> it's the Patriots and the Broncos. You know what Christmas Day is? When you're sick of family, sick of eggnog, leave me alone, you've got enough presents. It's Giants and Eagles. So they gave us Denver and New England, Giants, Eagles, to ruin my holiday for crying out loud. That's number four. Well, you're sick of church. I have nowhere to go because Ugh. the Patriots, there's no reason to watch the Patriots, and there's no reason to watch the Giants. It's right. Right. We didn't know, though, well, Mad Dog. We didn't yeah, know. What happened to the NFL? We didn't Flex know they it. would be that bad. Flex it. Denver and New England, you knew we're going to be bad. Swag go. Swag. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. 
One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs host Russell Wilson in the 1-4 Broncos tomorrow night. Obviously, the Broncos have been struggling. Stephen A., the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson experiment hasn't worked out thus far. But do you think Russ is being unfairly criticized? I don't think he's being unfairly criticized because I think part of the criticism he's received is not just about his play, his level of play or lack thereof. It's about the attitude he brought to Denver from Seattle. Remember, when you were in Seattle, you're playing under Pete Carroll. You wanted to be, you know, people looked at you and they felt like Pete Carroll covered you. Beast Mode should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl, give him the ball at the half-yard line instead of asking you to come to the rescue and throw a winning touchdown. And they win a back-to-back Super Bowl championship. The Legion of Boom disintegrated from that point forward. The franchise was never the same. Seattle hasn't been back to a Super Bowl since. You ultimately push your way out of Seattle because you wanted your own, you wanted to be that franchise dude, you wanted to have the reins available to you, you didn't want to be perceived as a guy that was being blanketed and covered by Pete Carroll. So you go to Denver and what do you do? You get the bag and after you get the bag, that's not enough for you. You want to have your own office, you want to be treated in a way that's different and separate and apart from your teammates. You alienated an abundance of people, which was antithetical to everything that that you were supposed to be as a leader. And so as a result of that, when you see him struggling now, even though I think he's having a relatively decent year, considerably better than he did last year under Sean Payton, the reality is is that you created a lot of questions about yourself and the kind of character you had as a teammate. I'm not saying it's accurate or not. I don't know. I know that's what was said about him. And that's the problem and the challenge that he's faced with now. I love the helmets, by the way, that they wore in a check-in. Did you see that with white helmets? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the white helmets. Eh. Uh, oh, come on, they were good. Yeah. The thing about they Russell Wilson, to be fair, you can't, I mean, they gave up 70 points against Miami. The Jets, Russell, Zach Wilson had a lot of success. They couldn't stop Brees Hall. He had 177 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. Their defense is so bad to sit there and put all the blame. It's a little bit like Prescott. To put all the blame on Wilson is a little unfair. Uh, again, he's not as good as he was. I understand that. I understand he deserves all the abuse that he, des- that he gets based on what Stevie just said. Separate offices. He wanted to go to Seattle. You know, he probably separated himself from the bulk of the team last year. I get all that, too. The private coach and everything else, which Peyton put an end to. But I do think he's taken a little too much of the heat. Now, listen, the problem is they gave him a large, big contract. 
They traded, they gave everything up for him in a trade. Yeah. So he's going to get the bulk of the responsibility, but you got to be fair. When you're giving up 70 points, 177 yards of rushing to Brees Hall, you can't all blame it on the QB. Well, first of all, I'm not blaming it all on him. I'm just talking about the role that he played and the level of cynicism he's got coming in his direction, first of all. Second of all, this inescapable to point this out, and you'll appreciate the stat that I'm about to drop on you. They're dead last in points, y'all, in, 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 in points allowed um, and, and, you know, total points, total points allowed defensively. Okay, they're dead last, all right? Here's the, this is the historical point I want to point to you. They're giving up 36, point, 36 points and an average of average of 36 points and 450 yards per game through the first five games of this NFL season. That is, an, that is historically bad. You know the last time that's happened, Doggy? Wow, somebody averaging 36 points a game on him? On 450 yards. Wow. Uh, How I, that bad? Go ahead. 1950 Baltimore Colts. Oh, wow, that is bad. Who's the quarterback? Of the Colts, it wasn't United. Why a tittle? Good one. Just wanted to throw that at you. I like that, that. little history. How you guys <laughs> said that little synchronicity there. Opening night ended in a loss for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the fans were chanting about another Pittsburgh team. Take a listen to the Penguins faithful showing their disdain for Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada. <laughs> Stephen A., should the Steelers move on from Matt Canada I've as said their it weeks OC? Ago. I've said it weeks ago, and I'm not trying to sit up here and say that the Steelers organization should react just because of the fans. But if the fans are right, the fans are right. This is not just emotion. This is the Steel City. The Steelers personify everything about them. They have no touchdown rushing in their first five games of the season for the first time in the 90-year history, doggy. They've got five total offensive touchdowns this season tied with the Giants. The man has coached 40 games. They haven't had one single 400-yard game. Wow. And Byron left with a former offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay Super Bowl winning championship. He literally called to see if his services would be needed. That never happens. You know how bad it is. It's time to say goodbye to Matt Canada. Dang. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.